himself. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Boost Mobile, where you never need a service contract and every plan comes with your own mobile hotspot and 99% nationwide coverage. Buy Summer Skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Jive Chicken Sandwich or the Double Brisket, we are the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By M-Drive, you're not too old. Go to mdriveformen.com for all of your men's health needs, from multivitamins to workout recovery. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. UNLV Hockey, play ACHA Division I in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalie and their equipment better than we do. Caesars Resorts and Casinos. An iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of College Hockey Champions. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time HockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you a bit under the weather tonight in Scottsdale, Arizona. But my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, holding down the fort on Long Island, New York. Paul, uh, a little bit raspier than normal tonight, but uh, how are you? Uh, I'm also under the weather, as is everybody else on the globe. <laughs> We're not above the weather. We'd be in space. We'd be uh, dead. <laughs> Unless we had a rocket or something. I don't yeah, know. Good one. <laughs> good one. Uh, that's what uh, you do. You make me laugh at my lowest moments. <laughs> I mean, holy smokes. Oh, I mean, goodness. I, I mean, I'd, I'd, I would love to see what it looks like above the weather, but oh, know, I mean... Um, you and Michael I, Strahan, don't get me started. Yeah, I just I don't think that uh, I I don't uh, I unfortunately don't have you know um, Jeff Bezos money, so I can't you know can't get purchase, above the weather. I can't I can't purchase one of those seats like they gave William Shatner. I don't know why I don't know why they or Michael in Strahan in two days. Yeah, I, you know, I, although I, they. They put William Shatner in red, and somebody should have been like, "We can't put Captain Kirk in a red shirt." Right. That's 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 bad juju. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, I no will way. I will be using my uh, my on off button on my mic quite frequently tonight. Just be prepared because <laughs> these I'll coffee attacks too. start start whenever they decide they want to start, and I can't stop it. So, yeah, uh, talk a little slower. Yeah, try to breathe a little slower. Well. Just as long as you're breathing. 
Yeah, that's the main thing right now. So, <laughs> yeah, after having to take one night off, which is the first time ever we've had to uh, not do a show, but last night I would not have been in condition to do a show. Plus, I was at the doctor's office. So, <laughs> either way, it wasn't going to make a difference. But, um, of course, uh, I get told that uh, I, I probably should take a lot more nights off. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, our guest tonight is going to be uh, one of those because he did fill in for you one time and, and almost completely eliminated it. So anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. Big news coming from everywhere today again. Uh, Air Force and Denver announced that they're going to host the Icebreaker Tournament next year to kick off the uh, the official, air quotes there, uh, kick off of the college hockey season against uh, who ball, you know? Uh, I believe even though I have it in front of me and it just makes it sound. It'll be uh, the University of Maine and Notre Dame. That will be exciting. That will be real exciting and great for the uh, the Colorado area uh, yep. to be able to get that uh, underway. And then, of course, just a week or two after that, guess what's happening in Las Vegas? Um, I, I would assume that we're not talking about the uh, Friendship 4 because that's in Ireland. <laughs> and they announced that's going to start up again too uh, next year. That that's great. I'm I'm glad to hear that. But I was more talking about in our region. So uh, oh. there there will be the uh, annual Hall of Fame game, which will be between who, Paul? Uh, that will not be UMass and UMass Lowell and Quinnipiac and Dartmouth uh, in Ireland. Um, that would be the uh, fighting of the University of North Dakota. And the Sun Devils of Arizona State. And Arizona State will have had a, a month or so, maybe more, of practice in that new multi-purpose arena, which I uh, saw another picture yesterday from the inside that they just posted tonight. Um, it's coming along very, very nicely. So no doubt that that will be done in plenty of time, if not uh, even earlier than expected. So, Well, they posted uh, some pictures of the ice-making system. Yeah, being brought in. Uh, it's not obviously not set up yet. That's kind of one of the last things that that goes down, but uh, it's there, so it's ready to go. Um, I took a look at the picture just before we we, we started here tonight, and uh, I was trying to figure out where they're going to have the press box. Um, not that I. Oh, oh you need a press box. There. Do you need a press box for anything? Uh well I guess you really don't. I mean they well, can build another probably, scaffolding, but yeah, it's gonna scaffold right over the benches to make everybody feel comfortable. You know, I mean uh they could do that. Although I, I, I did speak a few years ago when ASU was at Holy Cross and Bentley to the former sports information director and I said uh, uh I, I assume you had something to do with, with the design or the, the, the press box set up and he said oh yeah so <laughs> um yeah yeah uh, you know so mitch had his probably, hand in uh, in that part of it and uh we'll all be thankful for it i believe yeah i am sure that it's not a scaffolding i mean it could be but i doubt it uh, no it's uh it's uh, a very well prepared ready to go uh a system so so that's kind of bringing you things up to date what else is going on uh, before we get in and, and visit with the associate uh, commissioner of the NCHC, associate, associate 
commissioner of the NCHG. We'll leave it at that for right now. You, you, you and Michael can spar. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I just, um, I mean, anyway, they've announced uh, everything else ahead of time. I mean, what are they waiting gonna, for? Come on, gonna, Michael, let's go. Uh, we're going to let, uh, we're going to let him, uh, fill us in on all the news and happenings at the NCHC over the past, uh, four or five days. Um, exciting, disappointing, uh, sad, but uh, I think overall positive. So, uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, well, listen, I mean, you can't, what I mean, part of, I don't we'll leave honestly it at that? know, Did you not understand. <laughs> well, I never understand what the hell you're saying, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, it, it'll be a, a, a sad time for the, for the NCHC. Josh Fenton has, uh, brought this conference along very nicely, if not better than that. And, um, you know, I guess you can sit there and say uh, he felt it was time to go on. And, you know, good for him. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. So uh, upcoming this weekend, uh, Denver on their way to Minnesota Duluth. Um, it's going to be crazy, wacky, as always in the Yeah, NCAA. we got to check on. Can't wait to, to see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be crazy. We have to check on the uh, status, though, of uh, – or at least he didn't play on the Saturday night game uh, in, uh, in uh, Minnesota at uh, Northern Michigan. Um, let's see who, who's going to start in goal against Denver. Uh, Ranty did not start. Fanti, you mean? Uh, Fanti, yeah. I'm Ryan sorry. Fanti, yeah. yeah. Did not start against – uh, yeah, that, Northern Michigan on Saturday. We're going to want to keep our eye out on that because, uh, um, well, they uh, they haven't been um, impressive this last weekend. The past two weekends they were pretty good. So um, we'll see we'll see what happens there. Also, uh, of course, uh, Arizona State with a big home series here against Clarkson. I am dying to get better, if that makes sense, so I could attend that. Um, not sure it's going to happen, but uh, I will have to watch it. If not on uh, on the stream, yeah, as I, Paul I, Hornstein does. So yeah, just like I do. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Listen, this is what happens, you know. When, and uh, and when, let's not forget about kid, our friends you know. at Colorado College. No, we're not. They're hosting the North Dakota Fighting mm-hmm. Hawks. As oh, is a, that what uh, they are? Uh, as the Hawks keeps telling me different. Yeah, I know. As the Hawks show up in uh, Colorado uh, Springs to uh, to do battle in the new Ed Robeson Arena, so lots of great hockey as it kind of winds down the uh, uh, let's call it unofficially the first half uh, of the hockey season. ASU will travel to Ed Robeson the following week, so still some things going on. Of course, our friends at Air Force are just going to be taking a little Christmas hiatus. Oh, oh my God! They don't play for a month. Yeah, Frank. I don't. What, what are they going to do with Frank? He's just going to go crazy, right? Oh, I mean, he probably uh, he probably just he. I can't even imagine the knots he must tie himself into. When, the, when, when I think I better get there off. and visit him just to make sure everything's all good. Holy smokes! A month. That's that's <laughs> the problem with that is they played pretty well in their last series uh, against against Canisius and, and, and now you're going to not play for a month. 
and, and in addition to that, maybe we'll get into this later. Maybe we'll get into it on on uh, Sunday. But a bunch of signings. I mean, Colorado College has just logged players beyond belief. ASU logged a, a player that I know Coach uh, um, Powers told us about the last time he was on that he went to see with the Madison Capitals today. Made that official with a signing. So um, it, it's uh, it's crazy out there, and uh, I, I think we just continue it to kind of just roll on, don't we? That's a that's a little um, maybe I just noticed it more this year, but uh, I, I don't remember in the last few years as you know we've gotten deeper and deeper into this teams announcing their signings like randomly like this. Yeah, they just come in. It seems like whenever. I mean, like uh, coach told us, he went and watched this particular player and watched another player in Green Bay. And um, all of a sudden, you know, a week later, yep, sign on dotted line. I'll see you soon, Sun Devil fans. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I'm not it. even. I'm I not love even it. Talk- yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's just kind of uh, odd and goofy, and, and and you know, that's a question we can ask Michael because maybe he'll have a little insight to as uh, this th- sort of change in philosophy, where teams used to kind of announce. On, on a on a specific day uh, or once or well, twice thought, a year. Yeah, I think it used to be twice a year. There was a fall signing date and a spring signing date, and, and, and now everybody just, looked forward to it. You got them yeah. all at one time, and and now they just pop up everywhere. And and I and and I kind of think I understand the reason for it, but it still seems really really random. I mean, and I don't follow every school's social media feed. I don't. I mean. It's hard enough keeping up with the ones I have to keep up with. You mean R six? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, let, let, let's dig into it in a minute. Let's uh, take a quick break because because okay. we got Michael waiting, and uh, we'll come right back with the associate commissioner of the NCHC, Michael Weissman, in about two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. 
All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's our Tuesday night staple where we talk uh, NCAA hockey. We talk Arizona State hockey, uh, University of Denver, Colorado College, Air Force, NCHC. We talk everything that means something in the Southwest as far as uh, NCAA hockey. So it is our uh, it is our pleasure tonight to introduce our special guest, the Associate Commissioner of the NCHC, Michael Weissman joining us. Michael, you got Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you? Hello, gentlemen. I'm doing well. Uh, sounds like I'm doing maybe better than you are, Scott. But uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Michael, the Summer Skate Studio tonight is a uh, a queen size bed with a bunch of sheets <laughs> tucked around me, uh, some honey lemon, uh, some medication. Uh, I am suffering from pneumonia, and uh, it, it is not not a fun time. But we appreciate you coming on. Anything happening over at the NCHC over the last few days? <laughs> well, it sounds like you're you're being well taken care of, Scott. So I'm glad to hear that. And it sounds pretty comfortable despite your sickness. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little busy here over the last uh, week or five days here at the NCHC. We had some some big news on Friday, so I guess we can maybe dive right into that if you want. Yeah, Paul was trying to steal your thunder, but I, I just shut him down right away. I said, just let Michael talk about it, Paul. Well, <laughs> So go ahead and tell us what's going on. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I just, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just looking to, to break chops. So go ahead, Michael. I mean, um, well, how, those, how, how? I guess for those who haven't heard, uh, our, our longtime commissioner, Josh Fenton, who's been with us since July of 2013, which is, you know, before we started playing any games even. Um, so over eight years, uh, really will be nine by the time he's all uh, done, has announced that he's going to take the same position with the Summit League, which is a multi-sport uh, Division I uh, collegiate conference uh, sponsoring basketball, volleyball, soccer, baseball, softball, track, all that fun stuff. Um, so he'll be uh, starting that transition uh, officially in January, uh, kind of as a special consultant to the Summit League uh, while still running the NCHC full-time as a commissioner. And then his last day with the NCHC will be uh, April 10th, 2022. Uh, and then he'll begin the next day, Monday, April 11th, uh, officially full-time with the Summit League. Uh, that, as you can probably guess, coincides with the NCAA Men's Frozen Four. So he will be with us, thankfully, uh, through the rest of the college hockey season, uh, including the NCAA tournament. And then he will, uh, fortunately, depart ways and head to the Summit League. All right, so uh, as you sit there, and 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 we know how it works when you work with somebody and you work hand in hand with somebody, uh, you get, you know, the, obviously for lack of a better term, the inside scoop. Um, but when you actually had it finalized and, and Josh said, "Yeah, I'm 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 leaving." Um, yeah. Does it still take your breath away when, when, when a guy that's been basically sharing an office with you for so long decides um, it's time for me to go? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not to be honest, I, I don't know that it's totally sunk in. Um, Josh was definitely a little emotional when he told me on Thursday that he was accepting the Summit League job. Uh, he, he told me a one on one in person and uh, it was a little emotional for sure. Um, you guys may or may not know this, but I've actually worked with Josh even before the NCHC, going back to our days together at Miami. Right. Uh, we were at Miami for four years, so so Josh has really been my boss, uh, directly or indirectly, one way or another, uh, for almost twelve years now. Um, so it is when you when you think of it like that, um, and and like you said, we're a very small office with you know three four full time people, so we. 
um, work closely with each other. You know, our meetings are very personal and, um, you know, we ask how, you know, each other's families are doing. And I've gotten to know um, his wife, Lindsay, and his three boys, uh, Ryan, Luke, and Drew, and, and they're great boys. And it's been fun to see them grow up. Um, you know, the first one was born kind of when I first met Josh, and now he's got three boys that are uh, getting up there. So it's it's makes me feel a little old in that uh, sense, too. But yeah, it's definitely bittersweet. I mean, Josh has been amazing. He's more than earned this position. I know he feels like he has maybe more to give to college athletics um, than just college hockey, even though college hockey is certainly his first love. And um, you know, he's poured his, his heart and everything into to not only running the NCHC, but creating the NCHC, really. I mean, he was, uh, you know, when he was at Miami, he was part of the conversations to even found the NCHC. So he really is, you know, kind of the NCHC through and through. Um, so I, I know it was a tough decision for him and his family, but um, certainly we wish him the best. And, um, you know, I know the NCHC will uh, fill, be tough shoes to fill, but we'll, we'll find the right person and, uh, and you know, stay, stay the strong uh, conference that we are. Oh, Michael, Which size are, do you wear, are we, Michael? Michael, are we? That's what I was just going to say. Are we, are we talking to the right person? Because, because in my book, uh, I, I would say we're talking to the right person. I, I don't know anybody that can handle the uh, transition smoother than you could. So, uh, if you're interested, we're all behind you, a hundred percent. Well, I certainly appreciate that, and that's very kind of you. But uh, I don't know that I will be submitting uh, my name into the hat there. I'll certainly be here and helping with the transition. Um, you know, I, I have been with the NCHC since before play began. So I certainly have a lot of history and knowledge of, of both on ice events and how we've done, you know, how we've run things off the ice. Um, and so I, I you know, I, I do feel like I'll be a valuable asset to the new commissioner and making sure we have a smooth transition because I do kind of have that inside knowledge that you guys talked about. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be a change. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, like I said, it hasn't totally sunk in, but when I was writing the press release Thursday night, uh, kind of announcing that Josh was leaving. And, and once I kind of had all the details and I wrote, uh, I'm sure you guys received it, wrote kind of the paragraph on all his accomplishments, just kind of the bigger accomplishments. And it was kind of just like, wow, we've, you know, we've done so much. I mean, it was NCHC TV and the frozen face-off and the college hockey showdown at Madison square garden. And, um, you know, the, he's always run it with the f uh, financial surplus pretty much every season. And, um, you know, a fan fest events that we've created at the frozen face off. And I know I'm forgetting some other things, but yeah, it just seems like we've done so many things in such a short amount of time, not even talking about obviously the on ice success, which we don't really have a lot of control over, but you know, our teams and coaches do that winning titles and Hobie bakers and things like that. But, um, just kind of Josh's visions on, on things like NCHC TV, having our own, uh, single sport uh, digital network or, or holding a game at, at Madison Square Garden, which is, um, you know, I know a couple college teams play there, but usually not teams from out west. So that was certainly uh, a very unique thing. So I just, you know, he's been very innovative. He's been very forward thinking. Um, and so there's been, you know, we have a TV network or TV deal with CBS Sports Network, a national TV deal, which uh, I don't believe any other college hockey conferences have unless you count the Big Ten network. Um, so just, you know, when I was writing that, it was a hard to kind of squeeze it all into one paragraph, but B, um, it did start to sink in a little bit of like, wow, we've really, you know, accomplished a lot. And it's certainly been, you know, full credit to Josh for his vision and a lot of what we've pulled off. So, um, it'll be, uh, it'll be different for sure. But, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll keep moving forward and keep the NCHC strong. And, and you guys came in at about the same time. I mean, as as I was digging into my my research here, um, trying to do my own history lesson, um, I hadn't realized that Josh was not the original commissioner. 
That's right. Yeah, most people don't realize that. Most people think he was the original commissioner. So the NCHC was founded. Uh, it's easy for me to remember because it was on my birthday, uh, <laughs> July, July, July 13th. Yeah, me and the NCHC share a birthday. How about that? Uh, so the NCHC was officially announced, founded on July 13th, 2011. Uh, we hired our first commissioner, obviously, before I, I worked for the NCHC. I was in Miami. Um, Jim Shear was the first uh, commissioner of the NCHC. I believe he was hired in like spring, summer of 2012. Um, and so he kind of started to get some things going, but um, he ultimately took another job before play even began, uh, kind of running a, like a European Olympics. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm not sure he was the best fit. He wasn't really a hockey guy. He had worked with the USOC and um, some other USA NGBs, but not, not so much in the collegiate hockey space or even the collegiate space in general. Um, and so Josh really stepped up and filled in because, um, I know the NCHC was not in a good place, uh, you know, when he took over, he officially took over in July, but I know he started to help with some things even that spring, uh, while he was at Miami still, um, you know, there just wasn't a lot of, um, manuals done. There wasn't a lot of organization in terms of how things were going to be run. Um, and so Josh, when he came in in July, really had to hit the ground, uh, running and a lot to do to get. Uh, ready to go for that October. And then, yeah, I, I actually started the weekend or the week before play began. Um, so my first week with the NCHC was, I believe, like the last week of September, the first week of October. And basically we had games that weekend. Um, so I was really thrown into the fire. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we, so no we, time we, to feed the deer in, in Colorado Springs before the no, games. No, no, I've gotten to I've gotten to know the deer pretty well over my eight plus years here. But but that was not the time to do it. So. Uh, yeah, so um, Josh started about three months before me, but as as I said, we go you know way before back uh, before then back to Miami, and certainly uh, that had a, a fair amount to do with how I got this job in the first place. So um, you know I've always been kind of an external communications person. I, I feel like that's kind of my strengths and what I am. I'm not a, a finances, a business person. Um, it's not my background. So. Um, you know, I think that's probably what, what we need to find. Um, certainly someone who has a good vision for where the conference needs to go and strong leadership skills. But I think the finances and um, kind of the operational side and more the internal side is probably um, maybe where, where I'm lacking and where we'll need to, to look for strengths in our next commissioner. So, Michael, well, I've got two, I've got two things, and then Paul will jump back in again. But well, I'm still doing um, my history lesson. Uh, I know you can get back in the history lesson in a minute. But uh, first of all, as you know, I've traveled an awful lot, and I've been around college hockey for the better part of 45 years, um, one form or another. So, I, I think I can say with with all confidence that uh, the way the NCHC operates is uh, as good as it gets in uh, in college hockey, and uh, it starts from the top. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the teams uh, play to win championships, but they can't do it if they don't have a system and an organization. And last year, I thought uh, Josh's guidance and your hard work and everybody else that took part in the pod um, really showed the leadership, uh, the ability to fight through adversity, and uh, not only come on the other side of it in good shape, but to come out of it in what I consider great shape. I don't think you guys have missed a beat. Uh, through the uh, the worst pandemic in the history of the world, more than likely. Uh, so congratulations on that part of it. The other part of it is, um, uh, who makes a decision? Who is there? Is there a group of people, or how do you go about looking for a new commissioner? 
Yeah, first, I can't believe I forgot the pod. Certainly when I was naming out, uh, achievements by Josh and, and his vision, I mean, that that is the ultimate uh, achievement by him and, and will certainly be his his probably biggest uh, lasting legacy was that pod. Because, um, yeah, you're, you're 100% right. Uh, that was uh, allowed our teams to have a successful start to the season and start competing against each other and allow them to, you know, mostly play continuously throughout the year minus a couple hiccups here and there. So um, definitely full credit to that. But to answer your question, uh, in regards to who, who will kind of make that decision and who will interview candidates. So we have um, our, our uh, board of directors is made up of our presidents and chancellors at our eight member institutions. Um, currently, uh, the University of North Dakota president, um, Andy Armacost, uh, Dr. Andy Armacost, I should say, um, is the chair of that board. So he is the, the chair of our presidents and chancellors right now. Um, he was quoted in, in the press release uh, regarding Josh. Um, but he would kind of oversee and ultimately make the, the final, final decision. Um, so the presidents and chancellors would certainly be involved. Um, our athletic directors will be very involved as well. Um, our athletic directors, um, we call them our athletic council. So they're more involved in kind of day-to-day type, type decisions. Uh, the the uh, board of directors, our presidents are more kind of bigger uh, decisions if, you know, membership or championship location, things like that. Um, so, you know, I'm sure our ADs will be very involved in the search um, currently, our chair of the athletic council is St. Cloud State Athletic Director Heather Weems. Um, so Heather and, and Dr. Armacost are the two I kind of spoke with and worked with a little bit on on the release and getting quotes from them. And um, they'll be kind of the two people I probably look to um, if I have questions on things, especially as Josh begins to transition more uh, to the Summit League or ultimately does transition to the Summit League if we don't if we don't have someone in place by then. Um, so those are the people I'll, I'll uh, lean on, and I would think they'll be kind of the leaders of. Um, the search, but but as I said, all of our presidents and chancellors, as well as our athletic directors, will be very involved in making those decisions. Uh, now you may know this, or or or, or you might not. I, it, you know, who who knows? Um, but when general managers uh, get their jobs as running professional sports franchises, um, and I assume athletic directors kind of have it too, in, in to a certain extent. Um, is they usually keep a list of possible coaching replacements. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, I know that when schools look for athletic directors and coaches, they a lot of times they use quote-unquote uh, recruitment firm. firms or whatever right. the heck you want to call them. Um, is it safe to say that you know, even if somebody has the job, that that whoever is, those decision makers are, kind of has a, a an unofficial off to the side list themselves. Is that is that fair to say, or or am I reaching too much? Uh, I mean, you're definitely right about ads kind of having a, a short list, usually in their back pocket of you know football or basketball coaches, if you know, or, or maybe hockey coaches, depending on the school. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know that. Uh, our presidents or our athletic directors would have that short list because that's probably not where their head, you know, they're worried about their own departments and their own right. schools. So they're probably not thinking about, gosh, what if, what if Josh leaves? And, and to be honest, I don't know that anyone really saw this <laughs> coming. I suppose the three members of the summit league may, you know, had obviously some insight uh, on it happening, but um so yeah, I, you know, I, I can't say for sure. I haven't asked that question. I, I don't know. I can't speak for Heather um, or any of our ads or presidents or chancellors. 
Um, so I, I'm not sure, but I, I guess that maybe I'd be a little surprised if if they had an actual list. Now, have they in the last week thought about names of who might make sense? I, you know, I would hope so. Oh, yeah, uh, hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I can, I have a couple names in my head that I think might make sense. Um, but I think you need someone who certainly knows college hockey, um, knows college athletics. Um, you know, if they know our institutions, that's a bonus, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think those will be the keys, but as terms of a short list, I don't know that right now that they have one, you know, I'm hoping over the next month or two that we'll put that together and, um, you know, see who's available, see who might be interested and, uh, taking over Josh's role. Have they called Scott yet? <laughs> well, they heard they heard he was under the weather and didn't want to bother him too much. Okay, all so right, all right. They were gonna they were gonna let him get healthy first uh, and then uh, and then reach out to him and, and see if they could set something up. Uh, okay, so, oh. so let's get back to all seriousness here before Paul goes off into more uh, more history lessons for all, all of right, us. Well. Um, uh, it was a it was another big week, and one of the things I love about your conference, and, and you're not alone in this, but I, I think you do such a good job of publicizing the uh, the players of the week and and the players of the month and all that stuff. And uh, before I decided that I could not hang in there any longer, I did happen to see Denver and Arizona State play, um, and I just wanted to get your comments because uh, there were three Denver players, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, uh, won honors this week, and. Um, is Denver really starting to build this thing or have they always been there or uh, your thoughts on the Denver pioneers? Yeah. Uh, you know, to be honest, I think they've been pretty good all season. Um, they opened the season with a sweep of Arizona state, a pretty convincing sweep of Arizona state in Denver. Um, and then uh, swept air force. They went on the road out East and had a little hiccup. Uh, they played Providence. They were actually up in that game by three goals uh, and ended up kind of, cough and that lead up in I think mostly the third period um, and lost that. And then they lost the next night to Boston college. Uh, they were also swept at North Dakota to open NCHC play. So they've had some hiccups on the road, but um, overall they, I, I think they're a pretty solid team to be honest. Uh, I'd have to look at where I had them in my uh, USCHO ballot, but I'm pretty sure I had them in my top, top five, top six, uh, which is maybe a little higher than other people. I know it's higher than where they are in, in the actual polls themselves. Um, but yeah, I think they can, I mean, they're leading the nation in scoring, averaging almost four and a half goals a game. Um, yeah, I actually have them number four in the country in my ballot uh, on, uh, on Sunday uh, as the top ranked NCHC team. So um, I actually think they're, they're a very good team. I think they have a ton of skill. Uh, they're probably as deep at forward as any team in the NCHC, maybe any team in the country, uh, even right up there with, with Michigan. Um, you know, their, their, their blue line um, is maybe a, a not as, offensively, although they have Mike Benning, who's pretty strong, but they're more a defensive blue line, I think. Um, you know, they certainly have some guys who can chip in points, but um, you may not see as much offense from them. And then Magnus Cronus seems to be coming around. He had kind of a, um, I don't know if it's fair to call it a, a rough sophomore season, but definitely a, a little bit of a dip. He was all rookie team his freshman year. Uh, his numbers weren't quite as strong last season, um, but this year he seems to be uh, kind of getting back into it. And as you alluded to, he was our goaltender of the week this uh, week first time he's won it this season. So um, if he gets back into kind of his, his freshman year form um, and Denver continues to, to put up the goals, they're going to be a really, really tough team to beat uh, come the end of the season. Michael, you know I spend uh, a lot of time there, or have spent over the last eight weeks, and uh, I can tell you what I saw at Denver was um, a lot of talent, a lot of depth. I just thought they needed some seasoning uh, from their freshmen especially, and I think that seasoning is happening now. I didn't personally think it would happen this quickly. I thought maybe it would be 
mid-January, but I think they're going to be a real force January, February, and leading into March. So uh, I think I think that's a very positive. The other thing I'll tell you is when you got a guy like Sean Barons, and I I met Sean uh, last year when he played for U.S. National Team Development Program. I met him again this uh, fall, early before the Arizona State Series, and then uh, when he got the uh, nomination to go to a Team USA's camp, uh, I sat down with him again, and this last time. I'm going like, Sean, did you just put on like 15 pounds or what the heck? (laughs) Because the difference, Michael, that he's made this fall is unbelievable. And his confidence and uh, I think the experience he's gaining is just crazy. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're freshmen in general seem to to really be carrying them. Um, I'm trying to look up here how many rookies of the week they've already won let's see one two <laughs> a lot so like they got yeah they got they got at least three here um and, and they've also run both our rookie of the month awards so um yeah i mean uh, it's great to hear that sean's you know getting in the weight room and, and uh getting more confidence and, and getting stronger i have a feeling that's probably the case with a lot of those guys whether it's uh, carter mazer massimo rizzo um <clears throat> excuse me um i know jack divine scored his first goal yeah, uh, not, a very nice jack. very nice goal this past weekend um so it seems like all those guys, you know, Rizzo and uh, really got off to the hot start, but Mazer and, and Divine are starting to pick it up a little bit. Um, so I know they've got uh, a lot of high-end uh, freshmen, um, both uh, on their blue line and and in the forward spot. So it, it's uh, it's good to see them develop, and I, yeah, I imagine they'll only get get better and more confident as the season goes. Okay, history lesson. Go ahead. Well, it, it to be a weird transition to to go from that to. Yeah, I didn't realize the NCHC started with six teams. Uh, yeah, I mean, officially <laughs> I mean, when it was – well, I mean, we started play with eight teams. Right. So I guess it depends how you want to look at it. But, yes, I mean, you're right. When when on July 13th, 2011, there were only six schools, uh, charter schools announced, six ADs uh, at the press conference. Uh, in September of that year, we added Western Michigan and St. Cloud State to, to get to eight members. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I tried to go go do it a history lesson, and you know, so, and of course, there's all kinds of if you go through everything, there's all kinds of rumors that were going around, and there's you know, st- talk about Notre Dame and Bowling Green, and, and yeah, all Notre Dame, of- Notre Dame was definitely in the discussion for for quite a while, um, but uh, ultimately, I think um, TV and um, kind of digital. Yeah, uh, no, mainly, I get it. They, mainly the whole... TV partnerships kind of, I think, is ultimately what maybe dissolved that. I think they kind of wanted to keep their partnership with NBC. And I know, sure. as we've seen, we have our deal with CBS Sports Network. And so um, I think that kind of was the – because, yeah, I, I was on some calls. Even when I was at Miami, um, I was on calls with with representatives from Notre Dame talking about the NCHC. So um, they were very much in the discussion uh, to join the NCHC before – it ultimately didn't work out, and they, they went to Hockey East, which also didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. Um, uh, also, how long was uh, th- things in the works for this icebreaker tournament that we started off the show talking about? Yeah, I heard you guys talking about that. So, to be honest, we're not too involved in the icebreaker. That's a College Hockey Inc. thing. Okay. Um, so they're, they're the ones that kind of plan on that. I know schools bid to College Hockey Inc. And I'm not sure how the decision is made. 
Um, but yeah, that's awesome to see that uh, Denver is going to be coasting with Air Force out here. So uh, selfishly, that's nice for me because um, <laughs> I can go to games. Um, but we also had uh, this, this, this season, uh, Minnesota Duluth uh, hosted the icebreaker. So it'll actually be two years in a row that uh, the NCHC team will host the icebreaker. They were, Duluth was did actually we lose Michael or did you guys lose me? Well, you've been lost for a long time. So let's not just, you know. Um, I, I, I heard everything Michael said. I appear oh. to have lost everybody, so uh, I'm going to try to reset myself here. <laughs> you got me, Paul? Yeah, I got you, Michael. Um, uh, we'll keep... We'll keep uh... Yeah, that's all right. Sort of, if we want to have intelligent conversation, it just <laughs> has to be you and I, and we we'll just go from there. Um, so, and, and, I, and I don't want to put the next person on the spot, but what's left? I mean... Uh, what could the next person possibly do? Um, at least the stuff that the fans can see, because the, the hockey on the ice, like you said, just, you guys don't control that, but it's as good as it's ever been. Um, you've said it yourself that the conference has made money year after year and it hasn't lost any money uh, in any particular year. Other um, than the COVID year, shutdown year. Yeah, well, that, the, the yeah, that, that's, that's a, uh, obviously an outlier there. So. Yeah, that's yeah, we can't. I mean, nobody could, nobody yeah, could yeah. have seen that. Right. Um, uh, the, the, I, I, I just from, from the outside, it, it seems like the, the deal with CBS Sports is as solid as it's ever been. And, you know, you guys move the frozen face off. Once again, non-COVID years uh, to the to the XL, right? It's the XL Center. Yep, 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 yep. So we'll be able to excel this year in St. Paul. And you know, usually you can't get a ticket for that either. So I mean, honestly, where does the next guy? Where I, I, I'm just trying to figure out where the next guy goes, and and you know, it's it's almost like being uh, the guy that replaced Lou Gehrig. I mean, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I think there's always things you can do. I think, you know, like you said, we have our um, deal with CBS Sports Network, um, but you know, I mean, I think you can always be looking at, at different options there. Um, you know, we've been very happy with our deal with CBS Sports Network, but um, you know, you could look at other options. Whether you know, it was an ESPN? You know, is there any? You know, is there any interest from them to try and get NCHC games on there? That's obviously a bigger viewership and you know no offense to cbs sports network but espn's in a lot more homes than cbs well, sports yeah. network is um so i think there's always you know you can just try to make college hockey more prominent in general um you know across the national landscape it's a bit of a, a niche sport so i think there's some work to be done there but yeah trying to get it um you know more on national tv um you know digital rights um we're actually looking at um kind of combining our traditional website with um, kind of our NCHE TV digital network. So um, that's hopefully something that'll be coming down the road uh, here in the next year or so. So that'll be something that the new commissioner will certainly um, probably be involved in is, is getting that taken care of. Although obviously that, that certainly falls under my realm as well. Um, you know, so there's other things um, you mentioned tickets at the frozen face off. Um, can you, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. Just, I'm just letting you talk. Yeah, no, no. You know more than I do. I'm just <laughs> I'm just a guy with a microphone. What the hell do I know? Um, so, yeah, so, Paul, you had mentioned tickets. I mean, I you know, we, we, we've been relatively pleased with tickets at the Frozen Face-Off, but we can definitely sell more. I mean, it's, it's not anywhere near sold out, um, so there's always tickets available. So, yeah, we'd love to get it back to kind of what it was when it was the WCHA Final Five, and it truly was 
sold out and, and there were 20,000, you know, people uh, cramming the X, you know, we'd love to get it back to that point. So um, I think there are still, still definitely areas to grow, um, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Josh has laid an amazing foundation, uh, has a lot of good things in place, had a lot of great ideas, um, you know, but things like hosting a game in Madison Square Garden, I mean, if there are other, other, yeah, can other we shows, do that again, sh- please? I would love to do it again. Uh, you know, I'd like to actually get to a game. Yeah, well, there's that too. Um, someone, someone floated, someone floated the idea of like a, a Big Ten NCHC challenge, like you see with, yeah, uh, like the Big Ten ACC uh, basketball challenge, and I think the SEC Big Twelve does something similar. Um, so I think there's you know more things to put the spotlight on college hockey. Um, yeah, yes, so I mean, uh, there's there's always you can always. You know, if, as soon as you think you're um, good enough or you get complacent, right, that's when you get past and that's when uh, things go south. So um, while it may seem like everything's great, I think you have to keep looking forward and can't just try to and, – and that's one thing Josh was, was great about really was like, yeah, we had a great year, but, okay, how are we going to be better next year? What are we doing next year? Um, so, I, I, you know, to, to your point, uh, Paul, I think there's there's plenty of things that, that the new commissioner could look at. I think – you know, that's what I'll be interested in. What, what are those new things? Right. I mean, right. if you're just going to come in here and literally do the exact same thing that Josh did, a, you're probably not going to do it as good as he did it. Um, <laughs> and B, we don't, we don't necessarily want to do exactly the same no. thing. Right. I mean, we no. want to keep getting better and improving on things. So yes. And uh, let's start with that challenge. Cause I'm all in on that. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> all um, right, Michael, uh, I got to get back to uh, get off the history lesson again for a minute, because we need to talk about Mayotte magic uh, that's happening over at Colorado Springs uh, at Colorado College. I'm guessing you're going to be at least at one of these games this weekend with uh, with North Dakota, or is that Josh duty? Uh, no, I'm planning on being uh, at both games as of right now. I'm planning on on going to both Friday and Saturday's games. So okay, uh, so so let me ask you this because I keep telling everybody that'll listen everywhere I go. I I, I go. You know, I cover Colorado College, or I just came from an interview with uh, the assistant coaches, or whatever. And people go, "Yeah, okay, well, Colorado College isn't going to be much for a while." And I'm going like, "No, no, 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 no. You, you, you don't understand. I, I watch practice. I watch games. You don't understand uh, what Colorado College is actually doing in, in a very short period of time. Um, the the effort." that they're putting in all the way around um, the tightness of the games. They got their first win this last weekend at Omaha NCHC win, I should say. Um, uh, I just think that this is on the fast track and I don't think a lot of people are seeing it. Yeah, they've, uh, their record may not show, but they've definitely played teams tougher than, than their record shows. No doubt about it. Um, you know, they took St. Cloud to overtime and lost, uh, they lost by one to Omaha the night before they they shut out Omaha this weekend. Um, so yeah, they've they've definitely been. There was nothing nothing in Minnesota Duluth. <laughs> well, they got they they 